0: It's Tuesday, July 1st. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you.
1: Good to be back.
0: We just finished, and by we, I mean you and I and Heather Horton, who's behind the class. We just finished about a 10-minute serious conversation centering largely around the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding. And you know what? It's lost for all time. And was it was it not recorded? I don't think it was recorded. Oh, Heather, it's saying it's recorded. Heather's saying it was. If you recorded. really
1: want to listen? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think we're. Put- Chris will send you the file.
0: I don't think we're we're putting that. Send out. him some
1: emails. Maybe he'll <laughs> uh, do a little extra work today.
0: Well, you know, it is Fourth of July week. It, it wasn't riveting. Uh, you know, I say it, was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't but, bad, you know, and it was uh, as passionate as a lot of the conversations we have. If your room. life
1: revolves around my big fat Greek wedding, you might find value in it. Otherwise
0: not. Uh, It was a pretty serious conversation about movies. But this is a podcast about business and investing. So we're going to talk about GoPro when in its very short life as a public company, uh, apparently all the stock does is go up. Uh, We're going to talk about the end of at least one investing craze. But let's start in the world of automotive General Motors, retail sales in June were up 2% year over year. Uh, Here's a quote from uh, Kurt McNeil, GM's VP of Sales Operations here in the U.S. June was the third very strong month in a row for General Motors, with every brand up on a selling day adjusted basis, referring to the fact that there were two fewer selling days in this June as compared to June 2013. And that's why the stock is up today, because – of the, i'm assuming that's why the stock uh, is up today because the other big news for gm is yet another recall this time eight and a half million vehicles which now if you're counting at home gm has recalled 29 million vehicles in the first six months of 2014 i say if people are at home counting up to 29 million they need to get a life yeah that's my first comment 29 million vehicles in six months. Yes. By comparison, in the years 2011 through 2013, General Motors sold 22 million vehicles. So my first question is, what the hell is wrong with this company? And my second question is, how is this stock not going to zero? Aha.
1: And this comes back to what you will have heard, i have heard in the past, is my theory on the key to life, right? And what is that? low expectation to have an easy act to follow easy act follow who has an easier act to follow than GM
0: uh, I do, in the world of publicly traded well-known companies in the US uh, I can't think I mean of many. somebody
1: somebody has Maybe. an easier act to follow but GM has and this is proven of course by the headlines which keep coming out about their past which is oh we built not only cars that needed to be need to be recalled, um, and, and there may have been you know, any number of levels of the previous executive uh, chain of command that blew the supervision of that and or hid uh, and or ignored uh, evidence about that. Um, but that's all in the past. And the stock market is a, a discounting mechanism of, of future cash flows. So as bad as the past appears to have been, not only you know enough to drive the company into bankruptcy, but to have involved you know all the all these problems with cars that needed to be recalled for a, a decade. Uh, but uh, you know, it, per, present purchasers of cars are entitled and seem to be following an assumption that you know what they won't be doing that with the cars they're making right now. They're 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 onto this. If I buy a car today, which is where the good numbers for GM are coming from. I, I feel confident that they are not going to have this exact problem with their cars.
0: I can't get past the twenty-nine million.
1: Yes, it's a problem. It's a big problem. But you know, big problems where you've got legal bills to pay on past mistakes um, are categorized in in one way by investors, which is eh, it's, it's a lot of money that you got to pay, but it doesn't really impact what your business going forward looks like. And and GM's business going forward looks better than the past. The the current, you know, G, you know GM CEO has a very easy act to follow.
0: I I agree with that, but at the same time It's not like the stock is taking off.
1: I mean it's up six percent over the last twelve months, you know, in a market that's up far more than that. So they're not they're not getting a completely free pass. Uh it's still you know they they haven't hit the levels of, of you know market share that they had in the past, and they're they're not going to. Uh, so it's it's not a you know, it's not going great for the company or or the shareholders. It's just you know when you take all of the problems of the past and it adds up to twenty nine million and and counting. You know on the on the recalls.
0: Right, we still have six months to go in this year.
1: Yes, they're <laughs> capable of recalling some more cars, and one one would. Guess that that's something we may see. Uh, but in terms of their future profits, it's it's not it's not irrelevant because they don't get to keep the cash that they'll be paying out uh, to to their lawyers and all the, the lawsuits that they've now agreed, you know, to to pay. Even though they were taking the stance, understandable stance, that their bankruptcy expunged their legal responsibility to pay the victims. But as a PR move, that's not as good for the company as as being a good corporate citizen. And the you know CEO doesn't have to because she's not responsible for all those mistakes in the past. She doesn't have to try
0: to uh, hide behind any of her past decisions. For someone who is looking at the automotive industry, I'm not buying a GM car, though. I mean, are you? No. No. Okay. for investors who are looking at automotive stocks, though, again, that's part of what surprises me. Even taking into account what you said, look, this—it's not like the stock is lighting the world on fire. Yes, it's up today, but it's—it's—it's not—it's not GoPro, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But at the same time, I, I guess I'm wondering about maybe even institutional investors who are thinking. Wow, yeah, I'm going to put my money into GM as opposed to Ford or, uh, you know. I mean, it must just come down at the end of the day to valuation because if you think that the future of the automotive industry in the United States looks a heck of a lot more like Tesla Motors' model and what that business is trying to pursue, even if you think that, maybe you're looking at Tesla and saying, I can't justify the valuation of that stock relative to this incredibly cheap General Motors stock.
1: Well, and General Motors' story is not confined to what American tastes are going to be. It's, it's it, like other things, uh, American and and monster brands uh, is capable of and has enjoyed uh, success in China, and which is less of a uh, near future Tesla market, I think, than than the U.S. So, you know, GM's ability, uh, it's 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 a known. Entity and it, it does have success in China and and that's part of uh, what its its continued
0: success is likely to look like. Later this summer, our colleague Joe Mager will be back at Full HQ. Yes, so, so Uncle Joe will be in the studio, and I've already told him well, we're we're going to talk about General Motors because more so than any analyst at this company, Joe was the one making the recommendation on GM stock years ago. So I'm I'm just curious. What he's thinking as he watches the big board hit 29 million. and you know what? it'll be interesting to see between now and the time Joe is in the studio, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to top 30 million. between now and I think it's I think he's here in a month. Ooh. That's a pretty safe bet, don't you think
1: that they're going to come up with yet another recall within the next 30 days? Yes, I'll, I'll bet against. I'll bet against Coffee. With coffee Sure.
0: All right. You can follow us on Twitter at Marketfoolery. It's our handle. Uh, got a tweet from Austin Lieberman in response to our conversation last week about GoPro. He wrote, "You guys have GoPro all wrong. They have plenty of competition from Sony, Contour, etc, and they are the top-notch brand in the market. This stock has been trading for four days, and it has already." Doubled. It is up more than eighteen percent today. It went public at twenty four. It is now trading north of forty eight dollars a share. Even if Austin Lieberman is a hundred percent correct that this is the top notch brand, is this as crazy as it seems? Or what does this say to you that this stock has doubled in less than four days of trading?
1: Uh, it's it's a little bit of a, a threat. First, let me let me give you the. The bull argument, which is it's a very uh, fast growing company, which is making a product which seems to delight uh, not only Austin, uh, presumably, but many others. And it is changing the way they enjoy their sports and, and their extreme, um, their ability to capture, you know, underwater and extreme sports, uh, you know, while they're doing them. So the, the company has added to people's lives, which is great, and they are able to sell product because of that, and they will continue to attract competition uh, if, if there is a huge market for this type of, of thing. And I think that's what people need to look at. Are electronics, you know, video electronics and other types, things which over time increase in price? No. They come down in price. You know, you, whatever – computer you have now is far better than the one you had two or three years ago and cheaper uh, and is far, far, far better than the one you had 10 years ago and, and much cheaper. Uh, and and that's just the nature and a, a wonderful part of the nature of, of the electronic industry. So when you're looking at the, the past for GoPro and how fast it has ramped up to nearly a billion in annual sales, just keep in mind, that it is going to have to keep cutting prices, and that is going to affect margins. And it can continue to be the the brand leader, uh, but that doesn't necessarily translate and is unlikely to translate into exponential
0: growth over the next three or four years, the way it has enjoyed in the last three or four. And Brian Hinman uh, made the point on the Motley Fool Money radio show this weekend, when we were talking about GoPro, he made the point about part of the bull case being the bet on GoPro being able to successfully transition from being a hardware company, which it very much is right now, to being a media company, which it is aiming to be at some point in the future. When you look at it that way, and the overall market cap and that sort of thing, well, then maybe this kind of explosive run-up is not that crazy. And yet- Just as we saw with Facebook when they first went public and the big question around Facebook as a public company was, are they going to be able to monetize mobile? And Facebook, I would say within six months of being a public company, not only answered that question but was very definitive that, yes, we're going to be able to do this and we're going to continually grow it. I think GoPro probably needs to answer that question pretty quickly, at least to justify this kind of thing.
1: Yes. And uh, look, they don't need to change their business plan to justify a temporary stock price and shouldn't. right? I mean, if if the stock market is imposing expectations and deadlines on the company through its trading of the stock, it would be unfortunate if the company uh, changes its business plan in order to satisfy people who are unlikely to own the stock for the long term. So I hope that whatever they are doing is not in any way changed by four days of, of trading. And, and if the answer is, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's not what you want to hear is not something that we can tell you, then, you know, yes, that, that is something which should come up uh, on their next quarterly call. And I, I hope they're, you know, responsible about giving investors what, what their vision is and what their, you know, chances are and what the challenges of doing that are.
0: One housekeeping note before we get to our final story: uh, for reasons that escape me, because I don't know a lot about technology, our episode from last week, from I believe it was last Wednesday, June a twi- classic by the way, June twenty June fifth, uh, appears to have disappeared from the iTunes universe. So, have you ever thought
1: about having like classic episodes of this? Good, like ESPN classic, and you could have the instant classics too. I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> we've done somewhere in the neighborhood of 650 episodes. Still waiting for that first classic still episode. Waiting. i think okay. You know what? Well, I when it arrives. The only episode that I could think of as, a, as being a classic was the episode where Joe Mager first got his nickname as Uncle Joe. That's the only one. And I And where think, should people look for that? I don't. Their, know, I honestly oh, don't, don't remember. It's bad. somewhere deep in the archives. That's uh, housekeeping for tomorrow uh, because
1: uh, <laughs> you have whetted the appetites of many, many listeners.
0: That's the only one, including myself. Twenty eleven, sometime in twenty eleven. I don't remember
1: hearing it described,
0: but uh, um, but yeah. So we're. Go- um, Heather had said she's going to republish the episode from June twenty fifth. That may uh, mess up your feed if you're auto syncing with iTunes or with Stitcher or however you get the podcast. If for some reason you missed the episode from June 25th. Well, now you're going to get it. If you heard it, uh, because some people did before it disappeared, then uh, just- This is your opportunity this, to hear it again. Enjoy it again. Yeah, <laughs> Enjoy it again.
1: <laughs> Share it with your friends. There
0: you go. Yeah. You know what? That's what you can do this Independence Day weekend. Just- Sit
1: re- around and listen to a few you, podcasts.
0: Uh, no, not that, but it's I was It's a new say,
1: American tradition.
0: Just, if you like market foolery, mention it to someone at a barbecue. Um, our final story- Crumbs Bake Shop went public in June of 2011 at the height of the gourmet cupcake craze. It IPO'd at $13 a share. And today, July 1st, trading has been suspended of Crumbs Bake Shop as it has been delisted by the NASDAQ. You can uh, pick up a share for $0.15. Cents. We talked about this a little bit this morning. You made the point, well, oh, gosh, who 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 could have seen this coming? Like Creskin. <laughs> And Boy, that
1: state! Do you even know about uh, Crescent, the amazing Crescent? the amazing Crescent. the amazing the amazing Kraskin? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, so, there, yes, there were those jokes at the time. I'm sure we probably <laughs> made them on market foolery. And yet, there are things that come up uh, where things look like a fad; they look like a craze, and they actually aren't. They have uh, sustaining power. They're a trend rather They're, than a fad. They are a trend rather than a fad. And I'm just curious: was there anything in particular about the cupcake craze that made you think legitimately, no, 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 really, this is going to be a fad and not a trend. Uh, because, again, there are, there are people who said about burgers, a topic we've covered ad infinitum here on Market Foolery, but there are people who said, look, this isn't going to last. And that actually has not been the case. The, the burger craze has continued, and we've seen it grow over time. Uh, the cupcake craze, obviously, in the case of Crumb's Bake Shop, fizzled pretty quickly
1: yeah well i I obviously yes in the analysis of what makes for a fad and what makes for a trend because if you can get in early on a trend you can make a lot of money uh if you get in late on a fad which i think pretty much all investors uh, in crumbs did uh then you lose all of your money because fads flame out whether it's beanie babies or you know gourmet cupcakes, and not to disappoint the many people who still enjoy gourmet cupcakes, they'll be around, right? I mean, deliciousness oh, yeah. <laughs> is timeless. <laughs>
0: there, there are still plenty of places to get a good cupcake.
1: But Crumbs was trading when it uh, went public at something like $10 million a store. And th- that's just the kind of thing which attracts competition, right? If somebody – "Oh, Crumb- Crumbs is being valued at $10 million a store – I, can, I make delicious cupcakes and I can make a store for a couple hundred thousand. And, you know, if there's this pot of gold on delicious cupcakes out there, I would like a, a shot at it. And, you know, a few places will survive over time, but that doesn't make them things which can actually uh, expand into the kind of national business where you achieve economies of scale and, and you know, have a, a long-term sustainable competitive advantage.
0: Cupcakes are one of those things that are pretty basic, and yet I'm surprised whenever I have one that isn't very good. And not just from someone who has made cupcakes and brought them into the office, from a shop, from a shop that appears to be successful. If I have a, a cupcake there and it's sort of stale or dry or, mm. or anything like that, um, do you have do you have a, a go to bakery? No, 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 you need a, a bakery. I don't know. Just uh, no, a place uh, where it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up some. Here,
1: here's some. Some, I mean, but it's it, one thing to keep in mind is all right, McDonald's. I, I, I raised this in a, a dueling fools uh, debate a long time ago. McDonald's sell a lot of hamburgers. Everybody in the world, everybody in the world, is capable of making a better hamburger than McDonald's. I've never been served at somebody's house or you know at, at a. I've and I've ever had a hamburger that was not substantially better than <laughs> – and and not to badmouth McDonald's. They just don't serve – they don't attempt to serve a good, delicious hamburger. I guess now they've got Angusburg; They're actually attempting to do a little bit higher and stuff. Uh, but you can make a lot of money on mediocrity as as McDonald's has. And I say this as a, somebody who's a big fan of their fries, but uh, – you know, going for this high-end thing, as the various cupcakes was this. This is not something that that people will come back to and buy day after day after day. It's it's too rich for one thing. You get to the point almost immediately where you've stood in line as people do at Georgetown Cupcakes and paid whatever it is five dollars for a cupcake or something. Say, well, that was kind of crazy, you know there's just not there's not enough of a repeatable business to expand over enough places to to make that you know a, a real business that you want to be
0: invested in I think in honor of crumbs being delisted at some point over this long weekend with Independence Day coming up I think you should throw a little money down on a cupcake somewhere somewhere in your travels because you're traveling for I am traveling yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to pass a bakery at some point <laughs> And, as you and I have talked about before, uh, it's pretty popular with the kids.
1: Uh, Yeah. If if, if
0: you're the one who's like, I got an idea, kids. Let's go to the cupcake place. You know, it, it, ice cream works pretty well in that too, and it, really does. it
1: just feels a little bit more summery.
0: Never disappoints. All right, thanks for being here, man. Thank you. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Tour. Show is mixed by Heather Horton. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. And see you tomorrow.